0: Welcome to another episode of the Pokédex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel, and today is Thursday, April twenty second, two thousand and ten. Our main topic is going to be the Pokéwalker. I know I've mentioned before that, probably mentioned before, that we might be talking about Heart Gold and Soul Silver today, and then the Pokéwalker afterwards. But since I've been messing with the Pokéwalker a lot this week, we're going to be talking about the Pokéwalker instead. Um, also, because I haven't finished Heart Gold or Soul Silver yet. Uh, I only have maybe four or five badges, I think, so, um, we're not gonna do a review right away, we'll wait, we'll save it to the next episode, um, don't know exactly when the next episode will come out, but it should be within three weeks after this one, I have a lot of finals and exams coming up, so, we're going to say maybe three weeks, not two weeks like usual, and I know I waited three weeks for this episode too, but we're getting right down to the end of the, uh, semester now, and lots of tests, lots of stress, so, um, I do apologize for that. Anyways, let's get started with the news. First off in the news today, Pokemon Black and White, the 5th generation of the Pokemon games, have been revealed. These games are for the Nintendo DS, and they have been set to release later on this year in Japan. It's rumored to be August, I don't know yet. Uh, I will assume September. That's just my hunch. I don't know. So far, all we know about these games are the two Pokemon that I'm sure I've mentioned before, Zora and Zoroark, which will be in the 13th movie. These games will most likely be in 3D, and the next thing we're going to be talking about is the Nintendo 3DS. I don't know much about it. I think I mentioned in the last episode. These games seem to be in 3D because of the scans that have shown up. And the official website for Pokemon Black and White versions have been updated with six game screenshots you can go ahead and go to Pokemon.co.jp and see them there. Otherwise, it's all linked in the articles that I'm going to put in the show notes today. Next to the news today, PokePark Wii, Pikachu's Adventure, the game that's only been released in Japan so far, seems to be coming to Australia now, so lucky you guys in Australia. I don't know much about the game, so I really can't talk about it, but the expected release date seems to be in June, so just a couple more months and you guys will be getting the game. No news yet if it's going to be released outside of Japan and now Australia, but if Australia is getting it, most likely the rest of the world is going to start getting it as well. The rest of the news you'll be able to find at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. A uh, quick thing that I want to talk about before we end the news, since these are also going to be in the links, are two articles that have been posted on Bulbapedia. One is called Generation 3, Criticized Too Often. Um, and it talks about how the Generation 3 has been criticized even though they are good games despite all of its criticisms but please go ahead and do read the article um just to, even just to check it out even if you don't like uh the third generation of games you know just check it out um next article i wanted to talk about is also a um an editorial kind of article thing uh it's called voyage of the lost pokewalker um i thought it was kind of cool uh i would hate to have the experience that he had uh losing his pokewalker but you guys can read the story and check it out it's kind of a cute little story i i enjoyed it hope you guys do too. Uh, again, pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Anything you'd like to let me know of, send me. Um, email address is studios at gmail.com. Now let's get on to the main topic. As I mentioned before, today's main topic is the Pokewalker. First, we're going to talk about Mystery Gift, just right off the bat, because some of you have mentioned that you don't know how to unlock Mystery Gift, and in order to talk about the Pokewalker, we need Mystery Gifts unlocked in your games. In the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games, even though this really has nothing to do with the PokéWalker, in the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games, to, in order to unlock a uh, mystery gift, you need to go to the third floor of the Jubilife TV station. On the third floor, um, you will find a couple. That uh, with brown hair, girl with blonde hair, so you know who they are. Uh, talk to the guy, and he will ask you two questions. The answer you need to give this guy, because you'll have to um, enter in some words. The first set of words you need to uh, tell this guy are the words... Everyone happy. Uh, he'll ask you a second question and you need to tell him the words Wi-Fi connection. Um, after you tell him your answers, he'll say something and then bam, you have mystery gift unlocked in your games. Uh, just save the game, go back to the, m- the main menu before you actually enter into the game, uh, and you'll see their mystery, uh, your mystery gift. Again, those words are everyone happy and Wi-Fi connection. In the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games, there is a lot of different, um, articles on the internet saying that mystery gift is automatically unlocked. This is untrue. In order to get Mystery Gift in the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games, you need to have your Pokedex. That is how you unlock it. Um the very beginning of the game, you find uh, you choose your Pokemon from Professor Elm. You go through Cherry Grove City, then you go up to Mr. Pokemon's house. You talk to Professor Oak. Then once once Professor Oak gives you your Pokedex, then you have uh, mystery gift unlocked. Otherwise, if you're still at the very beginning of the game, or you just started up and you're wondering where mystery gift is, because all these articles online say it's automatically unlocked, that's where it is. Oh, uh, you need to have your Pokedex first. I'd actually found this out on my own because I'm only playing through Heart Gold now, um, and I wanted to get the Yellow Forest, which we'll talk about in a little bit, the Yellow Forest PokeWalker route on both my Heart Gold and SoulSilver games. So I had to go open up my SoulSilver, and then I didn't see the PokeWalk. Uh, I didn't see the Mystery Gift event there at all. Uh, so I had to go through the game trying to figure out how to get it. I kept, you know, saving, turning on the game, saving, trying to figure out exactly where it was. Again, that is, you have to talk to Mr. Pokémon and then Professor Oak. And then once Professor Oak gives you the Pokedex, there it is, unlocked Mystery Gift on Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So there you go. For those of you who are um, asking how to unlock Mystery Gift in the games. Now let's start talking about the PokéWalker itself. The PokéWalker is very similar to the Pokémon Pikachu 2 from the original Gold and Silver games. Why they decided to come uh, come back with a very similar accessory, I don't know. In the Pokémon Pikachu 2, you were only allowed to have a Pikachu in there. You didn't transfer it, it was just automatically in there. Um, Here with the PokéWalker, you can transfer any Pokémon in your game to the PokéWalker, no matter what level it is. Uh, or where the, where the Pokemon is from. You know, if it's traded from your Ruby game into the PAL park, and it, you can put it straight into the Pokewalker afterwards. The Pokewalker is interactive with the HeartGold and SoulSilver games, well, just one at a time. If you, the Pokewalker that you got with your game, once you sync it to the HeartGold or SoulSilver game, that's the only game you can use with it. Uh, if you do lose your game or if you lose your Pokewalker, you're able to clear the, um, the memory from, either the game or the PokéWalker. If it's the game, if you lose your PokéWalker and you have the game, you're still able to get your Pokémon back. You just have to... Uh, all you have to do is uh, hold the buttons up, select, and R, and then your Pokémon will return to you. Obviously, none of the items or any of the Pokémon that you caught on the PokéWalker will return. Just the Pokémon, without any upgraded levels, if you lost your PokéWalker. If you want to reset your PokéWalker, at the PokéWalker Connection screen, in the DS, press the buttons down... X and L all at the same time, and it'll reset the wa- uh, the Pokéwalker. If you lose your Pokéwalker, you can always replace it. You go to uh, store.nintendo.com, and you can replace your Pokéwalker there. Don't know how much it is. You there, you can buy um, individual Pokéwalkers, battery covers, the clip cover replacements. No matter uh, what language your game is in, you could use that Pokéwalker. If you already have a Pokéwalker set up with your, let's say, Heart Gold game, if you also have your Soul Silver game, you can only use one Pokéwalker at a time with Heart Gold. Once you transfer over a Pokémon, you can start walking with it. You clip it to your belt, um, you put it in your pocket. Best way I think is to put it on your belt. I've been using it in my pocket, but we'll talk about the best ways and how you guys like to do it later on. First off, put it in your pocket, walk around with it. You start, you know, gaining watts. Every 20 watts, roughly, will uh, every 20 steps, roughly, will gain you one watt. So you know, just walk around a lot. You start uh, gaining watts. There now there is a Poké Radar in the Poké Walker. Depending on what route you're in, uh, and depending on what Pokémon there are in the route, and also depending on uh, whatever group is able to be caught at that time in your Poké Walker, which will expl- I'll, I'll explain everything in a little bit. Then you'll be able to catch a Pokémon in there. We'll talk about the Yellow Forest since that's the easiest because there's only Pikachu's in there. If let's say you have right now, I have a Geodude, so let's use Geodude as an, as an example. I have my Geodude in my Pokéwalker. I walk around with it, gain points. Uh, I decide to use the Poké Radar to capture a Pikachu. Now, when you use the Poké Radar, you have to have at least 10 watts saved up. You use the Poké Radar, you'll see four patches of grass. Right, uh, an exclamation point will come up. Just one exclamation point. There are three different Pokémon groups. One exclamation point means group C. Then if you get a second exclamation point mark, uh, it means either group C or group B, but that's the second one, right? If you get a third um, group of exclamation points, meaning just two of them, then it'll be either group B or group A Pokemon. And I'll explain what the groups mean in a minute. Then if it goes again, it changes patches or whatever with three exclamation points. That means you have found a group A Pokemon, which is the rarest. Now let's talk about the groups. We're going to use Yellow Forest as an example because those are the easiest because it's all Pikachus. One exclamation point, meaning Group C Pokemon, in the Yellow Forest are just level 10 male and female Pikachu. There is a 50-50 chance to get either a male or female level 10 Pikachu in Group C. The male Pikachu have, uh, they're holding a tiny mushroom and have the moves Thundershock, Growl, Tail Whip, and Thunder Wave. The female Pikachu, uh, level 10, are holding Oran Berries. And they only have the moves Thundershock, Growl, and Tail Whip. No Thunder Wave. Why? I don't know. Just that's how it is. Group B Pokemon in the Yellow Forest are level 13 and 12 Pikachu. The level 13 males are rare, and they're holding a Lepa Berry. They have the moves Thunder Wave, Shock Wave, Helping Hand, and Flail. The second Group B Pokemon, which is, again, another Pikachu because it's the Yellow Forest, is a female Pikachu, level 12. It's holding a Citrus Berry, and it has the moves Growl, Thundershock, Fake Out, and Volt Tackle. Uh, which is actually pretty good, you know, having Volt Tackle. Um, group A is the rarest kind of Pokemon that you can find in the Pokewalker. Uh, the female Pikachu in the Group A are level 14. They're holding a Lum Berry, and they have the moves Quick Attack, Thunder Wave, Thunderbolt, and Surf. The Group A Pokemon are pretty much the ones you're going to really want. Uh, the second Group A Pikachu in the Yellow Forest is a male Pikachu, level 15, holding a Berry. This one has the moves Tail Whip, Growl, Thunder, and Fly. You know, kind of crazy for a Pikachu to both surf and another one to fly, but whatever. Depending on what Pokemon you have in the Walker at that time, you'll get, a, you'll get a different group of Pokemon. The best thing is to have what's called an advantageous type of Pokemon. Uh, and they're different for every route. For example, we're going to keep using the Yellow Forest. There's three advantageous types for every PokéWalker route. The ones for the Yellow Forest are Ground types, Electric types, and Grass type Pokémon. What the advantageous types do is they decrease required step count to catch whatever group Pokémon by 25%. This doesn't seem to work for the Dowsing Machine at all. It doesn't seem to apply for the Dowsing Machine But we haven't talked about the dusting machine yet, so we'll give that a second. Uh, To keep going with the Yellow Forest, as far as Pikachu go, because I know those of you who have the Yellow Forest and are trying to capture uh, a surfing or flying Pikachu, if you haven't gotten one already yet or you're just trying to stockpile on them, in order to get the Group A Pokémon, you need to have a certain amount of steps. For Group C Pokémon, you can catch them right away as long as you have the right amount of watts, which are 10 watts for every PokéRadar use. Uh, Group C Pokémon are considered very common, meaning you don't have to use any steps for it. Uh, group B Pokemon, the male level 13 flailing Pikachu that I mentioned before, that's holding a Lepa Berry, are what's consider- is what's considered rare. For this Pikachu, you need to have over 2,000 steps, or at, you know, at the very least, 2,000 steps in order to encounter this Pikachu. For the other group B, the female level 12 Pikachu, holding Citrus Berry that knows Volt Tackle, you need at least 5,000 or more steps. This one's considered very rare. As well as the Surfing Pikachu... Um, you need, at the very least, 9,500 steps, and the Flying Pikachu. You have to have at least 10,000 steps on your Pokéwalker. And keep in mind, steps reset every every day at midnight. So if you're trying to uh, use the dou- use the Poké Radar, um, you're gonna want to try to do it during the day, walk around a lot, you know, do whatever you do to gain steps in the Pokéwalker, and do it as early as possible. Now let's talk about the Dowsing Machine. The dowsing machine is just like what's in the game, the item finder, which I don't know why they changed it to dowsing machine. Anyways, the item finder, just whatever items just so happen to be in that for uh, in that uh, root. Excuse me, not forest. As an example, again, the yellow forest. There's different items as well that you can find using the dowsing machine. And the dowsing machine only uses three volts. Um, the items in the yellow forest are the big mushroom, which is a very common one, meaning you don't need any steps to find it. Next up is the cherry berry, which is 600 steps at the very least, or more. Uh, Chesto berry, 700. Petra berry, 800 steps. The rost berry, 900 steps. The aspir berry, 1,000. And it goes up along those lines. My favorite item, obviously, here is the light ball, because light balls, you know, increases the special attack of a Pikachu. Uh, that is 7,000 uh, 7, steps or more. Um, I'll just go ahead and read the rest of them. There's the big root, which is 4,000 the Miracle Seed, which is 5,000, and the Thunderstone, which is at least 6,000 steps. And then again, the Light Ball is 7,000 steps. Yellow Forest is still available on Wi-Fi until May 5th, 2010, for American, European, and Australian players. When you transfer a Pokémon over to your PokéWalker, you can walk around with it, you can find Pokémon, and you can battle against those Pokémon. There is no type advantages uh, when it comes to battling the Pokémon. Again, Yellow Forest as an example. You have a Diglett or a Geodude, whatever, in uh, a Ground type Pokemon, in the Pokewalker, and you attack it. It won't do extra damage. Uh, the only times it ever does extra damage is when there's a critical hit. There's four bars. Uh, critical hits take down two, so you always have to be careful when you have two bars on your opposing Pokemon that you're trying to catch or just battle. You always want to. When when I'm trying to catch Pokemon, if it's down to two, then I don't want to, you know, hit it again just for the fear of accidentally, you know, fainting my opponent pokemon so I don't so I'm not able to catch it. When you're battling, you can evade an attack, which is kind of cool. You know, it's a little different than what we're used to in the regular pokemon games. You're able to either attack, evade or catch, which is the three buttons. You evade the attack, you know, you don't get any damage. You attack your pokemon, your your enemy pokemon receives 2 damage, receives 1 damage if it's just a regular hit or 2 damage if it's critical hit. You know. Again, we were talking about the Dowsing Machine. I keep jumping around, I'm sorry. It only uses 3 watts. Um, you have 2 chances of finding an item. It's a little different than the Pokeradar. The Pokeradar has exclamation points over the um, grassy patches. Uh, the Pokeradar, you just have, you know, chance. You know, you got 2 different chances to go ahead and find it. It's all just, you know, kind of luck if you find it on the first try. Uh, if you don't find it on the second chance, you know, you could always go ahead, use 3 more watts, try to find another item, you know. Now onto the routes. There's quite a few different routes. There's a few pre-National Pokedex routes, meaning before you get your National Pokedex. There is the Refreshing Field, the Noisy Forest, the Rugged Road, Beautiful Beach, Suburban Area, Dim Cave, Blue Lake, and the Town Outskirts. In order to obtain more uh, maps, I guess we can call it, more maps for other routes, uh, you have to gain watts. Um, and the easiest way to gain watts is walk around. Uh, occasionally your Pokemon will find an item or you will find some watts. Um, I don't know exactly the mechanics on that. It's just every, every you know, little while your Pokemon will find something. That's, those are the pre national decks routes. Uh, you have to have, um, 50 watts for the rugged road, 200 watts for the beautiful beach. Uh, I'm pretty sure it all just kind of stacks up. So once you get, let's say, the rugged road, which is 50, all you need is 150 more for the beautiful beach, which is 200 watts. Not sure if it stacks, I don't remember uh, after unlocking some of these. I've only gotten up to the Dim Cave so far. After the pre-National Pokedex routes, uh, you can just keep unlocking more routes. These are uh, what are considered the post-National Pokedex, meaning after the National Pokedex. These are the Hoenn Field, the Warm Beach, Volcano Path, the Treehouse, the Scary Cave, the Sinnoh Field, the Icy Mountain Road, the Big Forest, White Lake, the Stormy Beach, the Resort, and the Quiet Cave. Then there are seven special routes. Um first one is Beyond the Sea. This one can be obtained by um getting a foreign Pokemon from the GTS. So just trade on the GTS and as long as you get a Pokemon that's not from your country I'm assuming, then you uh you'll unlock the Beyond the Sea Pokewalker route. Uh next one is the Night Sky's Edge, which I know we've mentioned before. Uh you have to transfer a Jirachi to Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Uh, the next uh, one that you can get is through a mystery gift event, the Yellow Forest. Uh, the next special uh, special PokéWalker route is the Rally. The next one is Sightseeing. The next one is Winner's Path. And the last one, which is uh, seems to be unknown for now, is called Amity Meadow. So those are all the PokéWalker routes. Uh, you're able to connect with other PokéWalkers as well, not just own own HeartGold or SoulSilver games. Like with... Um, uh, if two PokéWalkers are within range of each other, Um, and infrared, you know, communications are activated, your two Pokemon will interact. Uh, you'll both receive an item, uh, the item is based off whatever route you're in at that time. So, like the Yellow Forest, you might get a Rostberry. I don't know. I haven't done this, because I don't know anybody with a Pokewalker, and I haven't used my Soul Silver Pokewalker yet. In the Pokewalker, you're only able to catch up to three Pokemon and hold up to ten found items when you're using the dousing machine or if your Pokemon finds an item on its own. When you connect to another Pokemon, when you connect to another person's Pokewalker, you're able to carry up to 10 items gathered from another player. And you can still link with other players. But when you, when you fill up those 10 items, the next one you gain, the 11th item, your first item will go away. That's just kind of how it works. You can only carry up to 10 friend items. We'll call it that. Friend items at a time. And also your in-game data will be sent to your friend via the Pokewalker. Don't know if anything else is sent over because it says it's similar to mixing records but it only says over here in-game data, so again, I'm not sure if friend codes are sent over as well. When you send your Pokemon back to your game after you've hooked it up with a friend's Pokewalker, um, the person that you connected with and their team will appear in the basement of the trainer house in Viridian City and so they can be battled for one battle point uh, each day. Only once a day, though. Uh, that's really all I can think of right now. Um, again, like I mentioned before... All Pokémon are able to get onto the PokéWalker no matter where you got it from. Your Arceus that you got from the event, um, however long ago it was, you're able to put that into your PokéWalker. Obviously, if you trade it over to HeartGold and SoulSilver, then to the PokéWalker. Whatever. Uh, A little bit of trivia. 20 steps equals 1 Watt. The PokéWalker can record up to a maximum of uh, 99,999 steps in one day. Just one under 100,000. Even though it can only record up to a maximum of that many steps, you can still gain more Watt's. But there is a limit of nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine watts before you have to transfer it over to your hard gold or soul silver game. You know, there's uh, some Pokemon that you won't be able to find uh, in the game. Uh, obviously, at different levels. Um, just a couple of examples that are here in this article. Uh, you can catch a Magby at level nine that knows the move Sunny Day, which it normally learns at level forty-three. These are at level nine. Um, another one is uh, Magikarp. Uh, These moves can be only learned either through Breeding or by a Move Tutor. Uh, Magikarp can learn the move Bounce if you catch it on the Pokewalker in whatever route you can find Magikarp in. Uh, or, for example, Goldeen has the move Aqua Tail if you catch it whatever specific level and whatever specific Pokewalker route. So that's it for the Pokewalker. You got any questions, you know, comments, anything that I got maybe wrong or whatever, Um, or anything you would like to let me know so I can, you know, pass on to everybody else about the Pokewalker. You can always send me an email, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. You have any information, any links that I can put in the next, uh, next show's show notes. That's it for today's main topic. Now let's get on to the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode today is a requested Pokemon, Tropius, or Tropius. Um, number 357 was introduced in the third generation of games, the Hoenn region. It is a grass and flying type Pokemon. Uh, Tropius, I pronounce it Tropius, I've heard other pronunciations of Tropius. Tropius has two different, uh, can have one of two different abilities. First one is Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is, uh, when sunny, meaning, you know, somebody has used Sunny Day or there's a Groudon in the field. Uh, when sunny, the Pokemon's speed doubles. However, speed will not double on the turn when weather becomes clear skies, so it has to be sunny in the field, okay? The second ability it can have is Solar Power. Solar Power is, uh, Tropius' special attack raises to 1.5 times, but HP decreases every turn. Meaning, special attack can increase, but at a cost of some of your HP decreasing each time. Which, uh, kinda sucks. Uh, I've never used Tropius, so I've never... I've actually never heard of the Solar Power ability until just now, actually. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Uh, Tropius' base stats, um, battle stats, we'll call, it. we'll call these, are HP 99, attack 68, defense 83, special attack 72, special defense 87, and speed 51. Now it's base to max Pokeathlon stats. Uh, speed to, uh, speed is 3 out of 4, power is 3 out of 5, skill is 2 out of 2, Stamina is three out of four, and jump is five out of five. And again, like I mentioned in the last episode, I really don't have—I n- really have no idea what these stats mean for the Pokeathlon. I'll do some research on it. We'll probably do an episode on that after I do a review on Heart Gold and Soul Silver next time. Don't know if I'm going to be finishing the game by next time. Like I said, I have a lot of stuff to do now. Where you can find Tropius um, in Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, you can find it on Route 119. You can't fire it you can't find it in fire red or leaf green. You can find it in platinum in the Great Marsh. It's one of those daily binocular Pokemon. You cannot find them in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but you can find it in the Pokewalker in the Big Forest area. And you can go ahead and check uh, whatever you can go ahead and check the big forest area to find out how many steps you need in order to capture a tropius. But I'm sure you know tropius no offense to anybody who likes Tropius, I know I already did that with Yen Mega before, or just Bug Pokemon in general, but I don't really don't know anybody who would use Tropius or collect them. Maybe you like them, I don't know. But that's it for the Pokemon of the episode today. Again, number 357, the flying grass type Pokemon, Tropius. Now let's get on to emails. The quote of the episode last time was, how many Pokemon videos do you own? And this includes DVDs, VHS, and Game Boy Advance videos. I got a couple of emails this time. Versus Star with George. Uh, I'm just going to read his answer. He did mention some other stuff, which we'll go into in uh, a little bit. He says to answer the question of the episode, I have two videos: uh, the first Pokemon movie and a Game Boy video. There you go. Simple as that. Um, so thank you, George, for your email. And I'm going to discuss the rest of your um, Arceus Mew uh, debate that we've been not debate, but kind of thing that we've been talking about the past couple, the past episode. But thank you again, George, for email. Uh, next email is from uh, Andrew, and Andrew says, "Hey, Andrew here." I have the first season on nine DVDs. Thank you, Andrew, for your email. I'm really jealous that you have the whole first season on nine DVDs. Uh, I would really love to have the first season. That's kind of awesome. That's it for the people who actually answered the question right now. We also had Casey you know, send in. Casey, we always read his email on the show. Uh, today, I'm not going to read it, but I am going to put a link that he gave us. It's uh, kind of funny. Uh, I enjoyed it. I actually have the picture somewhere on my computer now because I went ahead and saved it. It's from a comic called Awkward Zombie. And um, I guess this comic article or this um, specific comic is called the Pokemon Effect, um, and he says it reflects the rise, fall, and return of Pokemon's popularity in the U.S. over the years. And it's, a, it's I'm going to link it in the show notes. Uh, it's from a website awkwardzombie.com. Look at it; you'll understand it if you've played Pokemon here in the U.S. or just really anywhere. Um, it's, but I do understand the article. I do understand uh, the picture very well because that's exactly what I've actually that's exactly what I've been seeing. Um, you know, in grade school, everybody loved Pokemon. High school, I was the only one. And then in college, everybody plays Pokemon, but I don't hang out with those people. That's just me. I hang out with people who do other normal stuff. Um, n- not that playing Pokemon isn't normal, but uh, you-, you get what I mean. Anyways, I'll put a link to that uh, comic over there. I, I thought it was kind of funny. I've seen another comic from uh, Penny Arcade. I'll see if I can find it. If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. If it's not in the show notes, that means I didn't find it. But thanks, KC, for that, uh, comic. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I actually spent a couple of minutes laughing at it, and I will go ahead and link that in the, uh, the notes. Now let's get on to what we were talking about last episode, about the, um, creation aspect of Pokemon. Okay? Um, I mentioned a little bit in the last episode. You can go ahead and listen, uh, there. Uh, it's in the emails portion of our show. Um, George goes ahead and, uh, comes in with his, I don't want to say rebuttal, but his uh, comments on it. He says, uh, A long time ago, Arceus was born in its own universe, and it used its 1,000 arms to create ours, uh, Dialga's, Palkia's, and the Distortion World. So those four worlds, our world, Dialga, Palkia, and the the Distortion World. Uh, It then creates Mew with its power, and in turn, Mew creates Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, Ho'o, Lugia, Groudon, Kyogre, Rayquaza, and every other species of Pokemon. Dialga then creates Celebi in the Sinjo Ruins, and then sends it to protect the Alex Forest. Meanwhile, Lugia creates Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. Then you skip forward a long time, the Bell Tower and the now Burn Tower are both standing. Then one day, the Burn Tower burns down, and the three Pokemon perish in the fire. I could have sworn it was called the Tin Tower. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, then he goes on to say, from the Burn Tower, I would guess an electric type a Fire-type, and an Ice-type, you know, perished in the fire. Then ho revives them as Entei, Raikou, and Suicune. Uh, as far as I know, this is what could have happened. It makes sense, but I don't uh, but I don't know much about Darkrai, Shaman, Latios and Latios, and Cresselia, so I can't add them. Uh, I'm assuming he means to his little storyline that he has here. While I do agree with a lot of the stuff, you know, yes, Arceus creating, you know, the universe and all that stuff, at least in the Pokemon mythology. I don't know much about, I I also don't know much about, you know, Darkrai, Shaman, Latios, Latias, and Cresselia. As far as I can think of, Darkrai is made out of, you know, as far as from the uh, the DS, uh, the Pokedex entries, you know, Darkrai is like kind of, I don't want to say pure evil, but that's where I kind of um, connect with it, since it is a uh, ghost type, Um, and it is obviously evil looking, and it does give you nightmares. According to the game and the movie, and then Cresselia, according to the game, cures nightmares. I don't want to say cures nightmares, but it um, helps you come out of one of Darkrai's, you know, um, for uh, nightmare comas kind of thing. As far as Dialga creating Celebi, I have no idea about that. I don't know much about the Sinjo Ruins, even though it is in the game. Uh, that's actually where you get um, your own Dialga, Palkia, or Giratina in the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games, as long as you have the Arceus uh, from the event. As far as also Lugia creating Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno, I have no idea. I could have sworn the story went that Zapdos was created out of thunder. Uh, Moltres is formed out of volcanic, out of a volcano, uh, you know, the lava and all that stuff. And Articuno, don't know about Articuno, I'm assuming, you know, born out of an ice storm. Uh, The same goes with Suicune. I could have sworn Suicune was the the reincarnation of the North Wind. And then Entei and Raikou. I am going to assume similar stories as Zapdos and Moltres, Raiko out of uh not Raiko, um Entei out of volcanoes and Raiko out of thunder. But I haven't looked into this mythology aside from the other day when I did the episode. Um I haven't looked into this kind of stuff for a long time. But I uh, thank you George for your email. Thank you for, you know, um letting us know what you think actually happened. I already kind of mentioned what I think happened. Then our last episode, uh, John went ahead and, you know, gave his little thing or what he thought might have happened, uh, including, you know, connections to real world um, religions and uh, myths. So, again, thanks, George, for your email. Uh, Next is from Lance, just real quickly. um, He said, "Uh, hey, Gabriel, heard you were saying that you play Modern Warfare 2 for the PS3. Well, it just so happens that I have it for the 360 and not the PS3. Uh, I plan to get it soon, and I'll let you know. I have 63 spec-up stars with one achievement to go on the 360. That's crazy. I don't even have that many right now. Um, and no, I will not get Modern Warfare 2 for the Xbox. I mean, I already have it for the PlayStation. I'm always really low on cash, so um, I'm not going to be buying it for the Xbox. I already have it for the PS3. But uh, those of you who do have it for the PS3, I did get a few people trying to add me. I did... Uh, Delete those people, because I said, please email me first before you try to add me on the PlayStation Network. Again, my PlayStation name is FS Gabriel. Um, If you try to add me, please send me a message or email me first. The email address is That is That emails go straight to me. You send me your PlayStation name and then add me. Um, If I see that somebody tries to add me, I'll go ahead and check my emails. If I see that it's the same person, I will add you on the PlayStation Network. I did get a few requests... Um, I had to delete a few of them because I didn't know who they were, because you guys didn't email me. I did get some that were, you know, emailed, and some that were just kind of random, you know, playing Modern Warfare 2 with a couple people just randomly, somebody from that party adds me. If you do want to add me on the PlayStation Network, please email me first. That is, you know, a must. And the same thing goes with, uh, you know, uh, friend codes for Pokemon. If you want to add me, go ahead, send me your information, I'll send you mine. But again, PlayStation Network name is FS Gabriel. Same as Twitter, twitter.com slash fsgabriel. You can follow us also on, uh, the Pokedex Radio Twitter, twitter.com slash Pokedex Radio. Email address is flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Oh, and, uh, before I forget, question of the episode next time. What is your favorite way, or what is the easiest way you can think of to gain steps, and in turn, watts, for the Poke Walker? I've heard a lot of different ways, because Bulbapedia does have what they call the, uh, the Poke Walker Project. I think it's what it's called. Let's See if I can find the link over here. I might have had it. Um, no, I don't have it. Anyways, I think it was called the uh, the Pokéwalker Project, and there was a lot of different ways that people are saying to manipulate the Pokéwalker in order to, you know, like um, I've heard ways of in order to gain steps and then in turn watts. I've heard uh, I've read that people are you know taping it to their ceiling fans or you know just walking around a lot. There's a lot of different ways. What I like to do. Um, even though I don't do it much, um, when I'm you know, sitting at home, if I'm wearing my Converse high tops, I'll put the um, the PokeWalker with the belt clip. I'll put it on the inside of my shoe. Um, this to me works best if I'm like at school, sitting at a desk or something. Um, or not a desk. We don't have desks. We have the tables. But um, if we're sitting at a table. If I'm sitting at a table at school, or if I'm sitting in the library or whatever, uh, my leg will kind of, you know, just. I don't want to say it's a nervous thing, but it's just you know, habit whatever. i noticed a lot more people do it than just me. I thought it was just me. I thought it was weird. But, um, you're sitting there, your leg kind of bounces up and down. Um, I put the Walker on the, with the belt clip attachment on the inside of my shoe, clipped to the inside of my shoe, uh, clipped to the inside of my leg on the top of my Converse high tops. You can do this with any kind of shoe as long as the belt clip goes around it. And just, you know, while your leg nervously twitches, whatever, or just bounces, you know, it gains steps going, doing that, and I did it at home, I tried doing it on my own, but I, for some reason, my leg doesn't do that at home, uh, I don't know why, maybe I'm just weird, um, another way I, I do it is, um, I take the Pokewalker itself, and I just have, like, tap it on my hand, you know, not too fast, not too slow, just kind of as if I was walking, I try to, you know, keep a, a steady beat, uh, on my hand, just one, two, three, four, five, you know, etc., And, uh, I gained watts that way. I did it last night, I did it for about an hour, and I gained about 2,000 steps. I was kind of surprised, because I really wasn't paying attention while I was doing it, I was just watching TV, and, uh, you know, I was just sitting there doing it, bouncing, I was actually laying on the ground watching TV, don't ask why I was laying on the ground, it just was, um, and uh, I was just kind of, you know, hitting it against my chest, you know, up towards, you know, the, uh, up, uh, up towards my collarbone. I just had my arm up. Or even hitting it on the ground. You could do it on your knee. Something soft, you know, obviously if it's against you, it's soft. You're not going to be wanting to do it on a desk. You don't want to hurt your poke Walker. Uh, just whatever ways you can think of of um, gaining more steps faster and in turn, obviously gaining watts faster. Uh, whatever you can think of, let me know. Email address again, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. The website is pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Any questions or comments, please feel free to email me. I have a friend who's going to be making videos. I don't have his um, YouTube site, uh, his uh, YouTube uh, username yet. But once I do get it, I will put it up in the uh, in the sidebar of the pokedexradio.blogspot site. From what he tells me, it should be funny videos. I don't know um, if any of you watch um, SXE Phil or Philip DeFranco, uh, which is his his name. Uh, if any of you watch him, he says it's going to be a show similar to that. I don't know how it's going to be. We, I might be in a video of his. I don't know how it's going to how everything's going to turn out yet. Uh, once he lets me know his YouTube username, I will put the link up in the show in the show notes—not in the show notes, but in the side of the show notes. But just you know, keep an eye out for that. I'll let you guys know on the show um, if he decides to do something new and if he decides to start his own YouTube channel, then that'll give me more incentive to do mine because I, I'm going to be really stressed out for the next couple of weeks, like I mentioned before, twice already. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do anything soon. My camera sucks. It's a camera that just so happens to be able to record video as well. It's a Canon PowerShot A540. It's an old camera. I bought it a couple years ago. I don't like it too much. I don't like the video quality of it. I would rather buy a camcorder, you know, like a, a decent, you know, digital video camera thing, uh, dig- digital video recorder, whatever. If any of you know of any good cameras to buy to record stuff like YouTube videos, please let me know and try to keep it on the cheaper side. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. My name is Gabriel, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.